If you're the kind of dad who signed up for a webinar called Parenting in the Age of Fear, but thought you were signing up for a webinar called Parenting in the Age of Beer, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad. We are the podcast that celebrates suburban dad life along with Coach Randy. My name is Adam D. You are the listener, and we're so glad that you're hanging in with us. At the very least, hopefully this podcast is a little bit of a diversion. Maybe it breaks up the week a little bit. I know for Coach Randy and me, it certainly does. Coach, first of all, not only welcome to the podcast, but bravo on your webinar. Yes, wow. I did sit through it. Thank you. Parenting in the age of fear, I actually Thank learned you. something. Thank you, Adam D. Uh, I appreciate it. I, uh, I'm actually mildly impressed with myself. I said I was going to do something, went through it. We had about, uh, we had 40 people registered, about 30 showed up. I just want to help. I feel, I, I'm not a frontline person. I'm not out there. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a healthcare provider. I, I want to be able to help people and thought this is the best way I can help. So thank you. Yeah, and if you. you if you want to still uh, check in on that podcast, you did record it, and it recorded, people can yes. find it on Coach Randy's. Uh, it was a Coach Randy says the Facebook page. My uh, well, it'll be on my Facebook page, but it'll also be on my YouTube page, which is Coach Randy says on my YouTube channel. Definitely worth a listen. Definitely Thank worth you. a watch. I tell you, I picked up some things: command and control, negotiating with your kids, and don't be a shoulhead. Like that. Not, I should. <laughs> yes. Right. You should yes. do this. You yes. should don't do be that. A, don't be a shoulder. Don't shoot on I kids. Should. Yeah. Don't don't should on people. Don't shoot on your kids. Be very careful what we say. Should. <laughs> yes. H o u l d. That was great, and that also broke up the week. And you know, yeah. I know there's a lot of parents listening that could probably use that advice and and make good use of it. And you know, coach, whose advice? I take when it comes to marketing, graphic design, and, and, I I and know, website design. I bet I know it's got to be Becky Berman. Becky Berman of Berman Branding, right? Berman Branding, BermanCS.com. You know, Becky Berman is doing some great things on her Instagram account. She, she really put it in perspective. There was a meme. You think yeah. I'm good at memes. She was really good with a meme that I saw this week about yes. social distancing. Yes. And if you go to Berman Branding or at Berman Branding on Instagram, you'll see it says social distancing doesn't mean your brand must be antisocial. Use this time as an opportunity to showcase your people power by introducing your customers to your key staff, the people who make the magic happen at your company. So, coach, it's not just about the product. It's not just about the, the logo. It's the people behind people. the scenes making it happen. She's absolutely right. You know, it is. I, I love the overall resiliency of human beings. I think these are times, and I think I mentioned again on the, on the podcast, the importance of resiliency, overcoming adversity, and these are the moments where we teach our kids that we may be down, we may be going through hard times, but we ain't out, man. Mm -hmm. we, are, mm -hmm. we are not out. And uh, I do feel belly for our kids. I mean, uh, Governor Murphy just said school's at home to at least April 17th. Uh, you know, not a punishment for them. It's a punishment for us. It is, you know, and we're, we are now, uh, I have multiple roles. They've invaded my space in my home office. 
I, uh, I can no longer walk around in my boxer scratching my private parts. I got Hey, oh, hey, hey no. Nobody yeah. even wants to think about what that might look hey, like. Hey, listen, I got to tell you, I got some images of me sitting in the shower this, uh, this week that I, I wanted to share with you. So hold well, on. Well, being that. that it happens so infrequently, I can see why that would be a dream for you. <laughs> hey, coach, we also yes. want to thank the, the tapinto.net network. Um, I have to tell you, they are working super hard. They Every are, aren't story they? They're I crazy busy, right? Is COVID related. And I don't blame them. You know, we, we had actually submitted. A, a release yeah. about our last episode with, with Carl Brister and they can't get to it because yeah. there's so much important information yeah. up to the minute information coming in from so many sources about what's going on in COVID the local 19, community. COVID-19. What, what happened to the, the COVID's one through 17? What, one, through through 18, one through 18. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't. I, I missed him. Why is this one so special? I, I would prefer COVID-18. It'd be high. At least it'd be life. Ah, okay. <laughs> not so much though. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's not happening. Hey, Speaking of, Adam, do you know what I have right here? You have uh, questions from the email bag? Email bag, email mm -hmm. bag. I have two questions. All, All right. right. So Hit here's, me. we actually, I mean, hey, listen, we, we're very proud. We've got uh, nearly 700 downloads a week now. And uh, I think we might get hit a little bit because the, uh, the commute is much shorter for most of our listeners. Uh, so maybe they're extending their bathroom breaks a little bit longer. So hopefully uh, we shall see. But here's- I know uh, you are. Here's, I have two, two, uh, the, two, three. First one, dear bad to the dads. I heard Adam Deed's plan for the NCAA tournament in November when the season starts. Someone paid attention. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Someone's listening. Right. But who do you think would have won it all this year? Keep podcasting TY or is it Ty? Ty in Tampa. Ty in Tampa. Oh, now Ty we're getting, now, now we're knowing where our listeners Except, are coming from. I had right? no idea in Tampa, yeah. but uh, apparently we're in Tampa. Yeah. Ty now we just Tampa. have to know where our friend uh, Nibs is, is, is <laughs> emailing us from. You know, people send their names, but they don't send their location. But, yeah, but Ty now we, know we, have, we have Ty in Tampa. Thanks for your question. Yes. Um, Coach, so who would have won it? Who would have won it? It's such a hard question to answer because you don't know how the brackets would have fallen out. But I think, um, you know, on paper, the runaway mm -hmm. favorite would have been Kansas. I know they have the, the most depth and, and two yeah. All-Americans, um, you know, I'll put it in terms of teams I really wanted to see because I thought they were poised for a run. Um, Dayton is actually one of these teams that I really would have loved to have seen. I, I don't know how far they would have gotten, but they were in the top five for most of the second half of the season. Yeah. They had one of the most exciting players. They had a sophomore who just declared for the NBA. His name is uh, Obi Toppin. Um, the guy was averaging 20 points and seven and a half rebounds per game. Yeah. And six foot, six foot eight, shooting almost 40% from the three-point line. Tub. Six foot eight. Do you know what it's like to be six foot eight? I, six I foot eight, but, no it, but to be able to rein three is like that. So, you know, I was excited to see teams like Dayton. Um, I what think about Hofstra? Kansas, what about your boys at Hofstra? Well, you know, I love my, my Hofstra. They'll always be the Flying Dutchman, but my, my Hofstra pride. And I think depending on who they were paired up with, they could have made a run because they're another strong three-point Listen, Rutgers. Team. Rutgers is making a run for it. Rutgers, uh, Seton Hall. Um, you know, again, Miles Powell, who also was a first-team All-American, yeah. he came back just so he could lead the Pirates on a, a, a glorious run and maybe even take him back to the Final Four. But mm -hmm. it, it's just so it's so hard to say. Um, and, and by the way, our guest is basketball-related this week. We're going to have uh, Tim Capstraw, who's Tim. The, the color man on radio for the Brooklyn Nets, and he's, uh, he's just a great, great down-to-earth guy. I think, you know, when you, when you listen to our interview, it's going to be like just having a regular guy in, in, in your living room, just, just talking hoops and, and talking family. And 
and that's going to be a great time. Won, I, I think won, that'd be a yeah. great that'd be a great question for him, coach. Who would have, who would have won it? Because he's a former college basketball coach. Maybe we'll ask him. Maybe we'll have time to ask him. Who knows? Maybe but I, I do know we've won him on the show for quite some time, and heck. Sucks for him. He's home. <laughs> no basketball. So uh, we get the pleasure of his presence because he's got nothing doing. Yeah, no, I, I feel for him and everybody that's involved in, in the basketball community. It's been affecting everyone. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we, that's when we have him on. All right. Yeah. So here is, here is email number two. Okay. I'm listening. Uh, all right. It says, Dear Coach Randy, Adam D. That would be the two of us. Uh, love the podcast. Need some serious help. I'm now on day 13. You may, you may want to take the rest of the podcast off, Rand. If you need serious help, then you should be talking to <laughs> well, me. I, listen, I got to this. Uh, yes, it's a guy. Uh, I'm, now, <laughs> I'm now on day 13 of quarantine. Mm. I'm okay with the kids home, wife around, and having to stay inside, but I need some help regarding my hair. I'm struggling with what to do. I generally get my hair cut every two to three weeks, but now I'm not allowed to leave. And for some reason, stylists are not considered to be essential businesses. So what do I do? Do I purchase hair clippers, go online and go commando and bite the bullet, or go Tom Hanks and Castaway and let everything go? Please help Danny D. And does Danny D tell us where he's from? No, I just got Danny D. Do you, do you go commando and go clippers, or do you go Tom Hanks Castaway? You're talking about hair on the head, right? We're not going to guess. We're talking about. Well, you said commando, head. so that that paints another picture. Well, I, I think commando means he wants to cut it down like army guy. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. I see. I yeah. see. Okay. All right. Different different connotation. I think your mind is a different place, but that's what I'm. That's yeah. What I'm so now it, that's called a role reversal, right there. Yeah. Um, you know, coach, I would say if you're cutting your own hair. Yeah. It, it could always be worse. I figure by the time your hair grows back in and it looks normal. Yeah. Um, by that point, we'll be back to work, and no one will notice. So if you're doing this just to have a comfortable short haircut where you don't have to do a lot of styling and, and a lot of maintenance, yeah, just just buzz it. Well, just buzz it. If so you look good, in a, you. if you look good in a male ponytail, do that. But you know, I notice you. Your hair looks pretty good right now. I mean, I got well, people can't uh, see you, but I got. Did you get your haircut recently? I did. I got my haircut just before they shut down. Uh. The so salons. You, how'd you know? Did you see something ahead that you knew that was happening? Or did you just get Well, I, I had what I call the Hebrew, which is, yeah. you know, the, the Jewish Afro. And I said, you know, it's getting a little too thick. And I don't like yeah. when the, the gray hairs on the yeah. side curl up too much. So as soon as I came back from Cleveland, you remember that yeah, trip? I remember that trip, yeah. Ran, ran right, to, right to the hair cutter and um, said, give me, give me a two, not a three. Usually I go with a three. Yeah, Ranger, but you went said, two. Go with a for two. some reason, you had to go a little tighter. I knew that I was going to be home for a while. Oh, you figured or anticipated out. anticipated it, so Smart. I said, go a little shorter than normal. So, listen, uh, as we saw, as I just said, you know, Governor Murphy has his kids at home at least till April 17th, which we've yep. got to figure out. So that's April 17th. That is 17. That is another three weeks. What's going to happen with your hair? Are you going to – three weeks from now, are you going to, are you going to let it grow out, let that go fro, or are you going to – do you know yet? I, I have no choice. Another yep. three weeks, I can I can handle. You can have, see, because for me, I mean, I've got I, I got look look. I mean, my mm-hmm. I, I got real. I'm on the side. I'm short, but I got problems here. No, you got birds nesting in there. I, I got I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I I I am struggling. I'm thinking about I am thinking about just grabbing the clippers, just saying you know, f it, just go. Can I do uh, it? 
Oh, that'd be well. No, because we have to be we have to be six feet apart. Oh, we have to be just yes, that's true. We'll have have your wife do it and see if she can get a bad to the dad stencil <laughs> and cut that into the back of your head, and that way you'll be a walking advertisement little, at least in your house. Little, little bone daddy, right? Little bone yeah. daddy, right? I think bone so, daddy needs to be carved exactly, into the back you, of haircuts. So, so you can stay in the cave when you're in and watch a videotape. Mm-hmm. I'll be here in the den and little bone daddy. <laughs> Coach, I love the email bag. If you want to email us, contact yes. us at badtothedad.com. Again, that's contact us at badtothedad.com. You know, Coach, you're asking me how my week was. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you, when I actually do get outside and I see people from six feet away walking yeah. their dogs as I'm walking my dog, yeah. we're basically telling each other the same thing. I said, how are you guys doing? Well, the kids started e-learning, yes. yeah, yeah. and I'm eating the same food, and we're watching the same Netflix. I'm like, yeah. I was just about to say that. Now I have nothing to talk to you about. <laughs> we go our separate ways. <laughs> yes. That's my week. You know, I, yes. I wish I had more. I, I wish I knew what day of the week it was. I got to tell you, uh, there are times I know it's a Monday. Other times I think it's a Wednesday. I got to tell you, it is literally like Groundhog Day, except uh, we don't live, we're not Bill Murray. And, and Friday, Friday night comes around. Who gives a crap? Yeah. Because Saturday is <laughs> just like Monday. You know? And I'm like, can you really look forward to the weekend because – you got nothing to do, but the truth is, uh, you, you got, I mean, actually, we're going to, we're cleaning the basement. We're going to rock the basement this weekend. We're getting out old toys. We're getting out, we're, we're going, uh, we're going hardcore, putting the family to work. I might, I might vacuum a floor <laughs> here, there. We, we already did the, the spring cleaning with the clothes and you know, we yeah. usually donate to the veterans. The veterans can't pick up till June. Oh yeah, because now I've got I've got old clothes sitting in black garbage bags, and I yes. have to make sure that I don't throw that out with the garbage. Yes, I got you. I'm so, with you. it's a separation anxiety of a different kind. Well, that is uh, another week, and uh, of course, we're looking forward to seeing uh, hearing from T- Tim Capstraw, right? Tim Capstraw coming up next on Bad to the Dead. We're Bad to the Dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are sponsored by Berman Branding. If you have a website need, marketing need, graphic design need, contact Becky Berman. You can get all the information about Berman Branding at bermanbranding.com or actually bermanbrandingcs.com. Almost, almost, right? Adam D. We, it's we Berman nailed it. CS. Berman CS. See, this is why you do the advertising. You do the and, and I find that the host. We do I find the guests. well. Yeah. BermanCS.com. So BermanCS.com. That's BermanCS as in consulting services.com. Yes. So coach, you know, I, I have a voracious appetite for basketball and I'm, I'm starving. I'm starving I right so. now. I gotta be uh, so hungry. So big, hungry. Big pit in my stomach. And you know, one thing uh, that we have to realize as the weeks go on and we're quarantined in our house and basically reliving the same day over and over and over again is that we're all in this together. And when are we, are we really in this together or are we separate, but in it together? No, I think we're all in this together. Randy, if I have to go down, I'm bringing you with me. All right. That sounds so, fair. Yes. And, and you hear stories that, uh, that make you realize that remind you that when sports go on hold, it's not just the players that are affected. It's everybody in that ecosystem that is affected. It it's is you. the people it's that run the concessions. It's yes, it's me, the fan who, you know, looks forward to three weeks in March every single year. And, and, you know, those playoffs and 
in uh, in May and June. You know, the, this is this this is my compass. This is you know how I how I set my watch. Uh, but you have to think about all those people, the athletes, the management, the uh, businesses surrounding the arena. Of course, the advertising. So sad. So sad. And of course, our brothers and sisters in broadcasting. And uh, we're blessed to have a great guest on this week, and that is Tim Capstraw, who is Woo-hoo! very talented. Radio color man for the Brooklyn Nets. Tim, great to have you on. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. A lot like you guys, you know, just trying to trying to work through everything. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, professionally. It's been, it's, real quick. It's been eight yeah, years. It's eight years now they're in Brooklyn, right? Since 2012? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Can't eight believe eight it's years. been eight years. Can't believe it's been eight years. Time flies when you get older. <laughs> and how's so, that commute from New Jersey treating you? Oh, it's fine. They, you know, I, I really go in mostly on game days unless they're special occasions. So just go in early, and it's great. You go yep. through the Holland Tunnel, get through. Barclays Center is beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great, great gig, really. Probably really don't even think about everything. it. Yeah. So professionally, I mean, how, how is this affecting you? Kind of bring us into your world. I know there's no games to call. So how are you keeping yourself busy? Well, <laughs> you're right. I'm like everybody else. I'm kind of hanging. I I run summer camps, so that keeps me kind of busy, but I'm almost not sure what to do with that right now. I'm a little bit on hold there, but I kind of have to organize and market all that. And uh, aside from that, I I do, you know, I'm like everybody else. It's kind of just figuring it out. I'm not, I try not to hang out though and just watch TV. I'm always trying to improve. Uh, There's these virtual clinics I watch every day that uh, I signed up for, and I try to educate myself, uh, maybe think about different ways. I don't know if I'd, considering writing a book or a little bit, just maybe well, write to, a book, write a book, yeah, write nothing, a book. Yeah, if nothing else, just to stay sharp at what you're doing, and, and just even if you write it just for yourself, even if it never makes any progress, you're, you're working on your brain every day. So trying to keep myself busy and, yeah. uh, I'm like everybody else trying to figure it out. Yep. Stay creative and, and get it out of your head. Yeah. Coach, go ahead. No, are you putting any, like you put on like some old tapes and then just kind of commentate as they go on to work on your commentation skills and make sure that everything is uh, still up to speed. I, I get my daughter out in the backyard and I break down her game and I talk about it and I go through the plays and everything. No, no, none of that. I, I kind of, uh, I'm pretty comfortable with it right now. I, it's been a lot of years and a lot of games and, Every year, I think it's going to take a while to get comfortable. Yeah. And then after about three minutes, I work with, I think, the greatest play-by-play guy in radio around and, and Chris Carino. And we look at each other and we say, boy, that was no big deal. We're back. You know, yeah. it, it, it's mm-hmm. just kind of it's kind of seamless. You'll, you'll jump works, on whenever you're ready. No what? So you're the color man, right? Yes. What's the between the color man and play-by-play? The play-by-play guy is kind of, well, first of all, he's kind of the star in radio especially okay he's kind, of, he's kind of batman i'm robin the play-by-play guy does all you wear the same the, kind of tights yeah yeah i don't yeah <laughs> i think you i think you did like a star I'm wars thinking. night didn't, didn't they put you in a stormtrooper helmet for oh, star wars night in a lot of stuff i do a lot of silly stuff <laughs> you guys you I'm guys have a great sense of humor i love it well. but the um this is a, the play-by-play does all the description of what is going on in the game. They say what is going on, mm-hmm. and then when a play is over or there's a break, I say why it went on. So okay. he's the what guy, which is a lot in radio, which is a constant communication of the play-by-play, the rhythm of the game, every pass, 
every player, every dis the description of everything that's going on. And then I will come in quickly with, um, you know, why the play happened, maybe a quick term, a quick phrase, a quick description. And it's a little rhythm and a dance, but um, uh, Chris Carino is the star. I'm kind of the, uh, the sidekick, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty good with that right now. Yeah, you guys, you guys are a great pair. You've got wonderful chemistry, as you know, Coach Randy. I'm on the road a lot, and I get to to listen to uh, to Nets games, and uh, you know, just always love the the repartee. You, you learn a lot about the game, but um, they they've got a great sense of humor. You guys don't take yourselves too seriously, and I think that's that's the key to to an enjoyable yeah, it, broadcast. It, it, you can't it, see the action. Exactly, it's what it's evolved into. Um, is almost, uh, you know, there's a seriousness about it, but there's a comfort level. That's kind of who I am. It takes a while to be yourself. And then it, it ends up, hey, listen, this guy sounds like he's on the couch watching the game. And now, I don't do that maybe early in the game, and I don't do that at the end of a game or a close game. But the second quarter, I'm thinking about the truck driver on the turnpike. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if I got a story about what a rotten coach I was or something like that, that could entertain while the play is going on to keep their attention, to uh, have it, make it enjoyable. Uh, I certainly don't shy away from that at all. Yeah, I get that. Um, but, but let's talk about the Nets, you know, your, your employer. Uh, if the season ended today, and you know, who knows, it may have ended today, um, they would have been seventh in the Eastern Conference. Uh, playoff, you know, playoff contender. Playoff contender. But, you know, you're an analyst of the game. What was your assessment of the Nets for, you know, all this, all this happened? Were they going in the right direction or, you know, were there still some gaps? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it ended up in the last week they had beaten Boston on the road mm -hmm. and then the Lakers on the road. So right there you're like, wow. But it, was, it has been a strange year. Last year was what, what, the, what Pat Riley used to describe as the innocent climb. You know, when a team kind of finds itself and all of a sudden they, they, all the fans get behind them and they – they find their way into the play in a real likable group. And you, you kind of, you got that last year, the 2018, 2019 season. Now, when you come into the next season after that, there are a lot of changes in the team. There are a lot of, a lot of players aren't there. There was a different mentality. They had had, they had done such an amazing job uh, for their time being there that they had attracted Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan. They, they, this was obviously a talk around the NBA that the Nets really got it going. Otherwise, those guys would not have had an interest. So yep. even though those guys didn't play, I think the expectations were significantly different this year. And because of that, uh, when things were good, there was okay. And then they had a lot of fourth quarter leads. And I think that frustrated fans. And, uh, you know, and then it was good. And then you thought they were going to take off. And then they slumped bad. And then, uh, surprising to a lot of people, and, and even myself, they, they let the coach go right prior, you know, to yep. everything going on um, with the coronavirus. And everybody – you almost forget about that because everything right. – world has changed so much in the last couple of weeks. Well, you know, Tim, um, I, I talked about the NCAA tournament and how that's a, a giant void for myself and, and other basketball fans. Uh, you were a college coach. Uh, I know you, you coached at, at Wagner, your, your alma mater. Uh, and you were a, a very young coach too. And um, I think you, you handled it swimmingly from what I read. I think it was a, a young dude myself when you were, you were first coaching. When you think about how competitive college coaching is now, can you picture yourself 
doing that now? Can you picture yourself going into uh, living rooms around the country trying to recruit players? No, I don't know. Not Maybe not at this age. I think it, unless you were at an elite program and you kind of were going and, you, and, and it, was, it was going kind of work operating on its own and kind of, I don't know. I don't know if you could start up right now. I don't know if I'd have the energy, the juice. Uh, uh, and yet there are times when you miss it too. You know, you mm -hmm. miss it, but you tend to remember all the great stuff and all the good stuff. But uh, I, I never minded recruiting. I, I, I never mind. I thought it was, I knew I, I knew it was an advantage for me. I enjoyed it. I liked meeting people. And, uh, but you know, not now it's a little bit, it's different. But, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty serious back then, too. This mm -hmm. hasn't been that long. You know, it's 20 years ago now. Yep. I guess it is a while. But <laughs> it's kind of time flies, man. But it, it was an unbelievable experience. I was really fortunate. Uh, I had it going for a while. And then you got to keep it going. And I didn't do that. And, uh, you know, not ashamed to say, you know, hey, listen, they let me go. But it ended up working out great for me. It wasn't just basketball. It was also baseball, right? Yeah, for a couple of years. I was a baseball player. Yeah. And it was young when I was I got out of school, and I was an assistant basketball coach. And they, uh, the coach had resigned prior to the season. And uh, they kind of asked me out of desperation, would you, would, you coach, would you coach baseball? And it was a great – it was a good experience. It wasn't what my passion was. But baseball players are great, man. They're just kind I love, of the guy. They, I'm a you know, yeah, I'm a baseball They're highly guy, motivated so, yeah. on their own, you know? Like, yeah. you, you know, you're a coach. And, yeah. you know, like baseball player, it's a team game. Yeah. But it's individually also. So yeah. you, you don't have to tell guys to work on their game. Yeah. They're going to be embarrassed if they don't. Oh, they, and uh, and uh, so I kind of did a good job with the organization. That was right when I got out of college. I was like 23 years old, 22 years old. Did it for a couple years. That's why – after I went away to uh, Siena College and had a lot of success, I think that's yeah. why I was able to get the head coaching job at a young age. So I, you were at C you were at Siena. Yes, yes. I've actually spoken to their athletes uh, a number of times this past couple of years up in their uh, their their play area. They got a great group great group of athletes, a lot of great uh, yeah, great coaches up there. And now it's an unbelievable. Uh, what the fan base is ridiculous. It's crazy up there in Albany. Well, it's they, awesome. They, I know people down here say, well, they got nothing else to do. You know I mean? I, but, no, but they don't. It's not that. It's, it's really yeah. a passionate. I mean, for Siena College to say, well, they play in the MAC conference. That's like Fairfield and, and, and you know, Monmouth. And, but, but they get 10,000 at every game. Oh, they, they pack a house oh, wow. there. They pack a house there. They do. He's right. And, and what happened was my last year there, we went to the NCAA tournament. And then we, beat, we were 14 seed and we beat um, – we beat a team. Oh, we beat Stanford in the first round. Hey, was, hey nice. And, and we beat. And that was before everybody used to beat everybody too. Yeah. yeah last, in the last ten years, there've been a lot more upsets because ever since guys went to the NBA, quick, right? Yeah. They, mm -hmm. yep. One and done. One and done. A lot of what's going on in 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 college basketball. So back then, it was much harder to do that, and it was weird because for. We had one star player at Siena, and his name was Mark Brown. And I was my job was to recruit Mark Brown. I don't know if you know Charlie Brown. He was a great player. He was a coach at uh, Jersey City State for a lot of years. And Mark Brown, I, I would he, I would write a letter to him every day, and I visited him twenty times, twenty nine times in his high school season. I went to Columbia High School. But the amazing thing to me is, but Columbia, New Jersey. 
Yes. Just maple, over Maplewood, right? Five South minutes, Orange? Five, ten minutes yeah. from Columbia High School. Yeah. Right behind Seton Hall. Now, he would have been a big yeah. star because yeah. he ended up having an amazing professional career. But what the point I'm trying to make is the letter I would write to him daily would be 7 Lawrence Ave, West Orange, New Jersey. Like, he lived on right off of Gregory. Down yeah. I, don't know what, I don't know how they pulled him off going over to Columbia. I was going to say, yeah. how does he go to Columbia? No, I don't know. That was a long time ago. I yeah. don't know what the rules were. But Yeah, you wouldn't be writing him today. You'd be texting him. But that one player, <laughs> that one player from West Orange, New Jersey, that I recruited when I was an assistant in Siena, he, he averaged 25 points a game. 30, he hit 36 against Stanford. He then transformed my life to be able to get myself a head coaching job. So it's cool. wild. So mm -hmm. when I drive by Lawrence Ave, it's, I have memories of writing letters uh, a long time ago to Mark Brown. Wow. He's well, now the coach at, um, uh, I don't know, they don't, it's not Jersey City State anymore. I forget the name. Of New it. Jersey City University, I yeah, think. Yeah, so he ended right? up taking yeah. over that job, and he's done a mm -hmm. wonderful job as a coach. But he was uh, um, the MVP of the South American. He, 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 would have been a good NBA player, but he was slight, and it was right before the rule changes as far as hand checking and all that. So uh, mm -hmm. that's that was my first introduction to West Orange. Yeah, Tim, this is a, sort of a, a parent parenting podcast, and they say when you recruit a player, you don't just recruit that player; you sort of recruit their whole family. Yeah. Um, any any stories, any experiences of when you were recruiting players, dealing with their families? Oh, that, that was the key. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the key. And, and, and uh, you, you almost had to be, when you're recruiting players, you have to be the, the coach that's hardest to say no to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have to forget about, oh, what's, you know how many really good schools and situations are out there? There's a ton of them. And yeah. a lot of them yeah. is what you make of it once you get there. It, it, but how do you get a kid to choose your school? It, it goes an awful lot uh, to the parents. One of the best players I recruited, I'll give you, a, I'll give you an idea, some of the stuff you might do when you're, uh, when you're trying to recruit. This kid player named Franz Pierre-Louis was a 6'8 player. He ended up being a professional player over, overseas also. That's how good he was. He was visiting, but he didn't know much about recruiting. He was 6'8". He was a little raw. People didn't really know who he was. Both his children are the backcourt now for Temple. So if you follow college basketball, mm -hmm. the Pierre-Louis kids are his father. Uh, and his father drove him up uh, to school. It was a really rainy night. And, uh, and um, his muffler was draggling. Uh, draggling <laughs> it was really dragging. So I knew that they didn't even know the recruiting rules that much. I knew if I showed him around the campus and just said, hey, you want to come to school here? He might just say, say without visiting anywhere else, yeah, that sounds right. great. I'll give you a scholarship. It never works like that, but this kid was a steal. So I, there, I told my assistant, show him around the campus. I'll take care of the muffler. But I have <laughs> no skills at all. So I went in, and I am running up every graduate assistant in the world, right? I got a suit and tie on. I'm running them. I'm grabbing them, getting everybody to go. And I'm, I'm like, you know, a little bit shady. Uh, come out here. I'll buy you beers later. Come on, I'll buy you dinner. I'll buy you anything. Yeah. Whatever you need. Here's a couple bucks, whatever. Put this muffler on. They're putting all this mother, doing all this stuff. And they're walking around campus. And I'm in a suit, right? Uh -huh. So I had to do this for the joke of it. There's this huge oval area of grass area. 
So I wanted to make sure the parent thought I might have worked on the car. <laughs> so I then proceed to go do a Pete Rose slide. And, you know, like just wipe myself out. So that, you know, that, that, that's kind of the <laughs> I do. To it. So they finally come back. I'm cleaning up. Oh, no, it was no big deal. It was no big deal. Don't worry about it. It was good. Hey, by the way, do you want to go to school here? Oh, good. Okay, we'll just sign you up then. You're good. So sometimes you recruit kids for two years, and other times you recruit them for a couple, uh, a few minutes. And, and that was my uh, Franz Pierre-Louis story of uh, – <laughs> Kind of, kind of shady though. A little shady. <laughs> well, it's it's too bad the producers of the movie Blue Chips. You remember that oh, movie I with Shaquille O'Neal? Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. It's, it's too I, bad they didn't ask you for material because that would have been oh, a screen. I had four. I could tell you, I had four Yugoslavian players that were. Uh, it's wild right there. This is a time when the Yugoslavian war was going on, right? So I yeah. had mm -hmm. one player that wasn't very good, and he but he had a friend, and he sent me videos of both of them. I said, well. I might take take you both right there. And then he had another guy that was great, that was so good. They played for me one year. We won 20 games. But LSU heard about him. Mm. And, and uh, Dale Brown called me up, right? And, and, and Dale, Dale Brown called me up. By the end of the conversation, he told me about this kid while wanting to transfer. And I thought it was total bull, right? Uh -huh. Absolute bull. And, and, and it was because I know some shady stuff went down. Right? Mm -hmm. but Dale Brown, swear to God, by the end of the conversation, I wanted to go to LSU with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a big guy. He ended up playing in, in, in Europe. He was a good player. But uh, so I got a couple players um, kind of hijacked. That guy was kind of hijacked for me. But the, the recruiting world is wild. Uh, I wasn't in a major, major college. I don't know if I would have liked that because I, I – I, I kind of got that uh, Catholic school guilt thing. You know, I don't know how she <laughs> would be. And, and I, you know, you, you want to be, uh, I don't know. I, it was perfect. I was very lucky to do it when I was young. Lucky enough to, to have my run. And also know that I wasn't, I wasn't great at it. I wasn't great at it. You, sometimes you gotta, you're lucky enough to know you're not great at something. And, but I'm good in the other areas of the broadcasting, consulting, talking like that. So I, When I, did you I, transition what did you transition from being a coach to being a uh, on-air personality commentator? Well, when I when I was coaching, I would have to do these weekly luncheons in New York, and a couple times, I, you know, the weekly luncheons and like Luke Carnesecca would be there, PJ Carlissimo, something, Bill Raftery. Uh, it was just after Valvano and and I would go up and have to speak, and um, I don't know. One time I was funny. Then the next time I was pretty funny. And then, uh, then they started putting pressure on me to be funny. And it was working <laughs> out. And like people were saying, uh, you, might, you might want you know do something you know, in, in broadcasting. And that kind of got me going. And then I would do, during the NCAA tournament, uh, I would always do, because when, when your team is good, you can, you're on a roll. You're thinking about what other job you're getting yeah. in basketball. When your team isn't going well, you're thinking about what other job could you do the rest of your life. You yeah. Know? So I would go to, uh, during the, uh, the NCAA tournament time, I would go, remember the shows that used to be on CN8? CN8 with like... Uh, yeah, the Comcast Jack. Network, yep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He used to host a, a night sports show, and, yeah. and it was a sports show. And I would go and, and be on those, because they always told me, you have to have some video, 
so people can you need see tape. You, you need tape, yeah. And that might help you get a, you know, might get you started. But I wasn't a big name guy. The big name guys get the jobs right away. So it took me a couple of years. Um, Speaking of big name guys, did you ever meet Dick Vitale? Uh, yeah, but not, he wouldn't yeah. know me, you know. I don't no. know. Yeah, he was a but, wild guy. He used to be a, he was an elementary school teacher before, or, or a high school teacher before he became a broadcaster. Yeah, Isn't like that? in Rutherford yeah. or somewhere, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. and then he, then he coached at Detroit Mercy when yeah. uh, the school was called Detroit Mercy. Right, right. But, but Tim, you know, it, it sounds like there's, um, not a broadcast that you wouldn't enjoy. I uh, just by happy accident caught you calling a, a sacred heart game towards the end of the yeah. college basketball year. So you were talking about, you know, the, doing the Catholic schools, doing, you know, more the, the local mid-majors. It seems like when those opportunities ar arise and there's no Nets game, you're all over. Uh, yeah, I, I, because that's the league I coached in. So I sort of know yeah. those guys. And I, I, I have a, uh, I, I still like to do that. Maybe I only get to do three or four a year. Mm -hmm. It's a treat for me to do NBA TV when they do all the international games. I do those games when, when teams go over to Mexico or Paris or London this year or wherever else, China before the season. There's probably 10 of those games, and people think that I was in China or I was in uh, Paris. I was in here broadcasting game. And the regular NBA game, well, some of them are preseason, but during the year, like the Paris games, I'm, I'm in a studio in I'm in the NBA uh, studios in Sea Caucus watching the game on a TV, uh, pretending I'm doing it. So that's kind of a treat because then people hear you doing TV of, of uh, you know, a regular NBA game. Again, a show about dads. Um, Tim, you're a dad. What do you like to do with your kids other than play basketball? Uh, I like to, uh, I like to, yeah, I it usually, um, I like to uh, rebound for my daughter and stuff like that. I did that <laughs> yeah. today. I like to, she doesn't want to hear much from me though. I tell you, it's hard. You got, you mm -hmm. got, you know, she's kind of does her thing. I like to do that. I like to get my son involved in stuff. He kind of, they're at that age. It's tough, man. I miss when they were young and needed me, you know, they, they, <laughs> they got their own stuff going on. They're not so, uh, they're not so, uh, so interested, but uh, of course, sports with my daughter, uh, Kylie, is really enjoyable uh and and getting my son to do anything with me makes my day makes yep. my day yeah i think that we're all we're all dealing with that challenge but i got to give you kudos to kylie um i know she's a, a sophomore at uh, west orange high school and uh she was so good to my daughter who's a freshman who was playing freshman ball and uh she was a, a good friend and mentor so you, you did something right or chelsea did something right your yeah, wife yeah, uh, yeah, no she, she's she's a nice person she's kylie's Good person, good player, and, and uh, coach. Uh, why, don't, why don't you tell Tim a little bit about Dad Vice? Yeah, so uh, Tim, we have a thing called Dad Vice, where we ask dads who are on the show to offer some advice to other dads. We are called Bad the Dad. So if you could give some dad advice to other dads who are listening, what kind of dad advice would you give them? <laughs> this is a challenge right now. I do not have it figured out. If you think you have it figured out, and you know it, and you're, you're comfortable now. That I would love to give great advice right here, but my advice is that um, don't, I don't know, don't take yourself too serious, because the, yeah. the moment you think you got it figured out, um, there are challenges. I have challenges every day. And, um, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, my challenge right now is not to be too involved. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think, is there a, I think that might be a problem with our, 
with us today, though, that we may be too involved with with our kids, you know, to let them kind of just have an independence about them and, and, and let them let them make some mistakes. Well, you know, I'm careful with my advice. I, I'm, I'm not nailing. I ain't writing no books. On this yeah. <laughs> I can guarantee no, no parenting you that books. I am not writing books. I, I, I will say this. Um, marry a great woman. That would be my advice because that solves a lot of problems. We've often said that, Adam T., right? Yeah, well, listen, I'm one for one, Coach. I can't uh, speak for you, but uh, yeah, no, you're doing for, pretty good now. I won for two. I'm, I'm one for one. <laughs> and, and, uh, that would be my advice. Marry the, marry the right woman. Well, there you go. Great advice. Hey, Tim, great dad advice. Thanks so much, Tim. Tim Capstra, our guest on Bad to the Dad. Tim, thanks. Thanks so much for being here, and uh, we look forward to the next time having you on. Appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime. Listen. This could be a daily show. This is, I got no friends. This could be. <laughs> well, at least you have us. I got time and no friends. I mean, uh, you guys like I said, we're all, we're all that together. So ha yeah. happy to do this as, as often as you'd like. It was, a, it was a real treat. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Great talking right. to you. you got a lot of fun. Take care. We're bad to the dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, you can visit us on social media. Instagram, it's at Bad to the Dad. You can also check us out on Facebook, forward slash Bad to the Dad, and our website is badtothedad.com. We'll have a few pictures of, of Coach Randy and I and you know a couple of pictures of Tim Capstraw from afar. And again, we'd love like to thank Tim Capstraw for being on the program, coming, nice to, us, coming to us from his, uh, from his living room. From his and, living room. Um, I know, I know how frustrating it could be to not be, not be doing your craft, not be doing the thing that you really love to do and, and being with your work family in those crowded arenas and feeling that the pulse the and energy, energy of, of an NBA basketball game, yeah. you know, it's almost like you're, you, it's like you're Rip Van Winkle. You fall asleep and there's, all of a sudden uh, you're in another world. There's no one who is not dealing with this at some level. If you, uh, across the world, mm -hmm. unbelievable, unbelievable numbers keep going up. Uh, we're staying home, uh, yep. tr trying to reinvent myself. You know, uh, as you know, I had my, my webinar tonight. Uh, thanks for joining, uh, for being on. And uh, what was it called again? Parenting in the Age of Fear. So, <laughs> Senior moments with Senior Coach moments. Randy. It happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I've got all that stuff. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that I can catch some parents. Hope I can catch a few clients. Going to start doing more webinars. My kid for the clients, the teens. I understand you're trying to do some side work too, a little side hustle to make your ends meet. Yeah, for the next couple of weeks, I'm, I'm essentially offering free career coaching, everything from resume review to interview prep to rocking your LinkedIn profile. I know there's some people out there who uh, are affected from an employment standpoint by COVID-19, and they're now on the bench. So they're waiting for their next gig. They're looking to market themselves. Uh, there might even be some people who want to be in transition. Maybe they're gainfully employed, but they're looking for something else and they know they really can't do anything about it until the quarantine is lifted. But you know, when that happens, I'm, I'm happy to prepare them. So interview coaching, I'm, I'm certified in uh, what's called DDI behavioral interviewing, targeted selection. So happy to uh, challenge you and, and test you and put you through your paces, but also 
have you workshop some storytelling. What is your story? What is going to help you stand out from other candidates, both in your resume and your LinkedIn profile, as well as in any interviews you do, both virtually and in person, once the dust settles with COVID-19. And if you'd like to set up a session, you can connect with me by way of contact us at badtothedad.com, or better yet, go to my LinkedIn profile. My LinkedIn profile is Adam D. Chandler. That's S-H-A-N-D-L-E-R. So Adam D. Chandler, and you can uh, DM or uh, LinkedIn message me through that platform, and I'd be happy to work with you. And again, this will all be gratis, just you know, very happy to help the community for, for the next few weeks and get you prepared for your next career adventure. Coach, you doing something similar? Look at you. Yeah, that was very nice. I, I, I don't know if I can follow such a great uh, broadcasting oh, you can, You're a tremendous marketing. slouch, Coach. <laughs> you're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> I am no slouch myself. <laughs> Caddyshack. Ah, Chevy Chase. We, you got in, Adam. You got in. We almost didn't get it in. Yeah, no, you can always reach me at CoachRandySays.com, ProjectNextGen.com. We're looking to uh, do some online character ed, leadership building for kids. I'm going to do some stuff with athletes. Uh, figuring just, I got to make a couple dollars. So uh, help a brother out. Uh, think of me. I'll make it uh, reasonably priced uh, so we can all figure out. But uh, Yeah, you won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. Um, so this was episode nine, season three, uh, hitting our 10th episode of the season next week. And I always say tentatively, just because you never know what this virus is going to bring. But as of now, we are scheduled to be talking to Jessica and John, who are the owners of Hope Education, which oh, is yes. actually a hope. It, it's an education system, rather, for dads who have kids with autism. April is Autism Awareness Month. So we're going to take a different tack and you know, bring some awareness to autism, especially for the dads who have autistic kids. That's right. We're calling it's a bird. It's a plane. It's, it's dad. dad. Coach, great spending time with you. We are bad to the dad. Dads, stay healthy out there. Be safe and have a great week.